0: Welcome back to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Redline Athletics is a nationwide youth athletic training center that aims to help young athletes excel in their sport. The company is looking to expand its business into new territories and is seeking motivated military veterans to join its team as franchise owners. If you are a business-minded transitioning or former service member who would like to open your own business backed by a company who provides the structure and assistance you need to be successful, you don't want to miss this episode. In today's show, I'm joined by Harry Sisson, an Army veteran and owner of multiple Redline franchise licenses. Harry will discuss Redline services and what sets them apart from their competitors, how he decided to become a Redline franchise owner, and why the opportunity is a good fit for veterans. Redline is rapidly expanding and looking for franchise owners in many locations, including Colorado, Arizona, Southern California, Virginia, Texas, Illinois, Georgia, Ohio, Oregon, Missouri, and Michigan. Along with being on the SBA-approved list of franchises, there are other financing options available as well. If you'd like to learn more about Redline Athletics, visit them online at www.redlineathletics.com. If you'd like to speak with Harry to get more details about becoming a franchise owner, send him an email at hsison at redlineathletics.com. Hi, Harry. Thanks for speaking with me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Megan. It's great to be here.
2: Good. I'm really excited to talk to you because we've talked a little bit offline and I've heard a little bit about your background and this exciting career opportunity with Redline Athletics. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. But before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I graduated from the University of Tennessee in Knoxville in 1988 with a Bachelor of Arts in Geography. The sole sole purpose for that was to uh, get commissioned on active duty in the Army, which I did. I uh, received a commission in the infantry and spent four years on active duty, left active duty in 92. Went back to school at the University of Tennessee and earned a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. And while pursuing that degree and while working my civilian job, I joined the Army Reserves, where I spent the remaining 22 years of my service in the Army and retired in 2014. And I'm currently a project manager with an engineering architecture firm in Knoxville.
2: Very cool. So since you spent time in the military until 2014, did you um – Did you transition into your role at Barge Design Solutions before you um, left the Army Reserve or was that something that you've been doing now for a while?
1: This employer, uh, Barge Design Solutions, is a new employer for me. Um, I've worked for a couple of other architecture engineering firms since graduating with my engineering degree and in conjunction with being in the Army Reserve. But Uh, After I retired in 2014, I was with the Corps of Engineers in the Los Angeles district working at Fort Irwin on a couple of military construction projects. And when I retired in 2014, my family and I moved to Washington State, where I worked up there for a general contractor for a couple of years and then had the opportunity to move back to Knoxville, where we currently reside.
2: That's awesome. So you have a very interesting background with you know, architecture, construction. It's kind of funny, engineering. It's funny to think that you are, um, you know, now in the franchising business. So what was it that made you decide to pursue franchising as an additional career? Well, I'm
1: not sure that it was the drive to pursue franchising as much as it was to pursue some opportunities with my children. Started family rather late in life. So I've got Preteens as children. And so they, my son, for instance, started sports later in his childhood. And I found that uh, a lot of the other kids on the teams, he, he played football for a year and he's played soccer. All the other children had been playing together for three or four years. And so they had already begun to develop fundamentals and some athleticism. And he was behind the power curve. So I, I, I started thinking about opening a, a sports training center on my own, talked to a couple of friends of mine about it, and it kind of laid dormant for a few weeks. One night, I was driving home from work listening to Sirius XM and heard an advertisement for Redline Athletics and thought to myself, that's exactly what I had been thinking about. So I contacted him and talked to him about it, and it was exactly what I had uh, been thinking about. And oddly enough, they, I was told, look, you could go do this on your own, and I'm sure you would do fine if you opened up your own store. But if you open up your own training facility, you're starting from scratch. You know, you're going to have to come up with the programs and all the equipment. We've already done that for you. We've got the training programs. We've, we've partnered with a sports medicine measurement tool called Fusionetics, and we can talk about that a little later. Uh, we've already got equipment lists. We've already got the programs for you. And so I thought, wow, this is a great fit. And so after I thought about it, decided, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So I had two options. One option was to just simply purchase a single training facility and operate it here in Knoxville or could purchase a region, a franchise region, and develop that region by uh, selling franchise licenses to other entrepreneurs who wanted to be small business owners and help them succeed in their new small business. So I chose the regional development route. Uh, I purchased 13 licenses, which I currently have, and they're available uh, for small business owners and entrepreneurs. And I'm in the process of opening my own training center here in Knoxville.
2: Awesome. And it seems like such a cool opportunity. I know just recently we've seen a lot of demand in our business for companies that are seeking veterans to be franchisees. And I think that's because a lot of veterans have um, a desire to be entrepreneurs, but of course, there's a lot of risk involved. So like you said, with this opportunity with Redline, they really laid it out for you and said, hey, we have the recipe to do this and to be successful, we're going to back you up here. So of course, there is still some risk involved, but not as much if you were to go out on your own.
1: No, that that's true. Redline franchise was developed or it was turned into a franchise by a gentleman named John Leonesso who had already been through this process with Massage Envy, Sirius Day Spa, the Joint Chiropractic Centers. And so he's got a successful history of taking a concept and turning it into a franchise business. And how that helps someone who's interested in opening their own training facility, they've already got all the equipment lists uh, that you're going to need, hammer strength equipment, Specialty Athletic Flooring, Ecor, which is a preeminent athletic flooring brand in the country. And they negotiated rates and services for pretty much everything that you're going to need inside your training facility. They have basically a checklist, if you will, of how to get it open, starting from the time you sign your franchise disclosure document, uh, which tells the prospective franchisee everything they need to know about the franchise. All the way through grand opening, and then there's support from me as a regional developer and uh, the franchise corporate office. There's support all the way through the operation of your of your training center.
2: Very cool, and it's great to hear from you because, like you said, you've bought 13 licenses, so you're obviously bought into this. You believe in the company. You think it's a good opportunity. So. Um, it's nice to hear from you, someone who's already in the process, and you've had a great experience working with them, and hopefully that'll, um, you know, tell a better story to other veterans that's a little bit compelling that, hey, I've been there, I understand your background, this is something that I believe in, and, um, you know, I think that says a lot, and that really speaks volumes about the opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's correct, and, you know, from a somebody in a former military retired uh, looking at who would be in my opinion some of the best folks to to open a training facility i can't think of anybody better than service members they uh they're driven success oriented logical smart they're they're used to planning they're used to executing they're used to training they're they're young service members so my thought about this is uh i can't think of anybody better at opening a training center franchise than than a service member. It seems like a perfect fit to me.
2: Mhm. Yeah, definitely. So we touched a little bit on what Redline Athletic is. It's the youth training center for um, you know, different types of sports. So, youth athletic training center. So, since we touched on what it is, I do want to talk a little bit more about the opportunity specifically. So, what are the types of training and programs that are offered to young athletes if they visit a facility?
1: When they come through the door of a facility, they'll be met by either our director of sports performance or one of the sports uh, performance specialists, and they'll go through a program called Fusionetics, and Fusionetics was developed by a doctor of kinesiology and some other sports health professionals, and its purpose is to develop a baseline of your movement and strength so that our DSPs, Director of Sports Performance uh, or Sports Performance Specialists, SPSs, can develop a training program to strengthen your weaknesses. And the whole idea behind using Fusionetics is to reduce injuries to the student athlete while they're training and in performance or in competition. That, that's really what our focus is, is to, to – it's core – agility, speed, we are sports generic, if you will. So we we can train the movements and the activities, the strengths that you'll need for baseball, for football, for soccer, for volleyball, any sports. We have uh, one franchise in the, I think, Wisconsin that actually uh, has equestrian uh, as one of their sports that they're training. And as you can imagine, that requires a different set of movements and muscle groups than the soccer player. So we can Mm -hmm. develop these uh, specialty training programs for any sport, and so when the athlete walks through the door, they'll get evaluated. They will then get a, a program that's developed for them. They do it in groups. Um, we, you know, we do have private training sessions, but semi-private uh, is is the norm, and and we start training every hour on the hour, and it's a ninety-minute session. So their first session, they'll get. Uh, evaluated, they'll get a program developed for them, and then they can come into the training facility uh, anytime we're open every hour and jump into a class and get that training program executed for them. And they'll be under the uh, training of the sports performance specialist who has a, a degree in kinesiology or sports uh, health, and they've gone through the training that Redline requires for them to, to be able to uh, use our our system.
2: You know, and I am i was browsing the website when when I first found out that we were going to be talking about this today, and I would encourage anybody who's interested in this opportunity to get on, check it out, because it really highlights everything that you were saying. It shows all the different sports and um, the different classes you can do. There's some cool videos on there, so I think it's really, um, it sounds like a really exciting opportunity and there's some really cool resources online.
1: There are. And, you know, that's one of the first things I did when I heard the commercial is I jumped on the uh, the website and started looking around to see what Redline was really all about. And uh, there are 30 to 60 seconds uh, video snips of the athletes in training and what kind of training we do, what the facilities look like, where we're located a- around the country. It, so the, the website's got a lot of valuable information. And of course, the, uh, the website's just going to bring a lot more questions. And that's where I come in is anybody that has questions about uh, the process or any specific questions about training, they can, uh, of course, get a hold of me and, and uh, I can help them get those questions answered.
2: Yeah, for sure. And so you've mentioned a couple different times the locations. Can you give a quick overview of Um, You know, what are some of the locations nationwide? And I know that you've got the licenses in Tennessee, but if you could give an overview of, you know, some of the other locations, that'd be great.
1: Sure. So we have training centers currently open in uh, Oregon, Texas, Arizona, Western Missouri, Eastern Kansas, Wisconsin, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida. Eastern North Carolina Northern Virginia so and some in West Virginia so we're we're really beginning to expand across the United States we have several other states that regional developers potential regional developers looking at uh, purchasing the regions Nevada Idaho uh, Washington State we currently have about 25 open training centers and we've got another 31, that we should have on board by the end of this year. So we're growing really, really fast. My, my region is Middle and East Tennessee. So basically from uh, Nashville uh, to Upper East Tennessee. However, I can help anybody make contact uh, with any other regional developer or with uh, the franchise corporate office if somebody's interested in either buying a region or just opening a single training facility in a state that Region has not been sold to a regional developer. I can I can assist uh, somebody with that as well.
2: Very cool. And you know, you mentioned that you had kind of come across this opportunity um, just from a need that you saw in your own personal life. So with your son needing to um, find a facility like this where he could kind of get up to speed with some of his peers and the sport that he was playing. And I feel like this opportunity is something that a lot of veterans could relate to, whether it's their kids or you know, many veterans after leaving active duty still like to maintain a very physical lifestyle. So I think that this is something that, you know, a lot of veterans would be excited about. It sounds like a really attractive opportunity. Um, You know, you mentioned that there were not maybe a lot of other um, things like this out there, whether it was that there were not a lot of other centers that were affordable or in many locations. I want to know from you what you think it is about Redline that's different than its competitors because there are others out there but what makes this one different?
1: there's a couple of things um, there's not, well th- there are some competitors uh, I think they tend to lean toward the more elite high school athletes the ones that they uh, know they're going to end up in college ball but there's not anything out there that's really geared towards training the middle school and uh, high school athletes that just wants to be better, that, that may not go on to a Division One A school. Maybe they go on to a smaller school, or maybe their career ends in high school. And so that, that, that market segment is not really being tapped into. What makes Redline a little different is we offer uh, the classes every hour on the hour So instead of uh, going to your more elite training centers where you have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 4 o'clock training session, and if you miss Monday, then you're just out. You have to reschedule. We operate from about 2 p.m. to around 8.30 or 8 uh, o'clock p.m., Monday through Friday. And the student athlete can come to any of those classes. The classes are 90-minute sessions. And like like I said, we start every hour on the hour. So if they get there fifteen twenty minutes late, they can find a, a place and do some homework or read a book or uh, just be with some of their friends until the next class starts at the top of the hour. Uh, the other thing is is the affordability of opening a franchise. Some of the competitors, if you if you do some research on this, um, their their startup fees are upwards of a half a million to three quarters of a million dollars. And Redline is much, much more affordable. Uh, and that's part of the experience with branding a franchise that I mentioned a little earlier. We try to keep the training facilities a little smaller, uh, usually between about 7,500 and 11,000 square feet. And so we can open a training facility for somewhere between about 200,000 and, two, and about 220000 to $340,000, as opposed to upwards of, of uh, a half a million or more. So those are really two fundamental and important differences. You can get into this uh, much more cheaply. And the, the training opportunities for the student athlete are more available.
2: And also, I would think, Harry, going back to something that you said earlier about the integration of the fusionetics technology, I would think that's another thing that um, kind of sets Redline apart in the offerings. And so maybe not so much to uh, someone who's interested in pursuing a franchise, but at least for the, stu- the athletes that are coming. It seems like um, the you know focus on prevention of injury and things like that, like you said, it's not necessarily for elite athletes. I'm sure they would be welcome there as well, but it's really kind of a serve all plates for any youth athlete.
1: No, and uh you're you're exactly right. The the Fusionetics piece of this is a, a hidden nugget, if you will, that that we use. Now anybody can partner with Fusionetics. It's, it's nothing that we are exclusive to. However, it is a system that is very expensive. You do have to to partner with Fusionetics to be able to use the program and that's something that redline has done and obviously because of the, the the number of training centers that are anticipated opening nationwide uh, i'm sure we've got uh, a really good opportunity to or, a good financial deal to use them but some of the you know some of the partners with fusionetics uh should ring a bell with a lot of a lot of folks here uh, most of the southeast conference schools alabama university of tennessee mississippi state Use Georgia, use Fusionetics, Virginia Tech, University of Virginia, Air Force Academy. There's uh, NBA as well, teams that use Fusionetics, and there's uh, uh, Major League Baseball teams. As a matter of fact, the Red Line brand was started by a gentleman named Lindsey Simmons, and he was a former Major League Baseball player who opted to leave the majors in his late 20s to spend more time with his family and he was plagued with injuries as well. So he opened a training center in Southern California and integrated the training he received in college and in the pros with the concept of, if I can get this same training down to the younger kids, ages eight to 18, then I can limit the number of injuries that these athletes will receive. And so that's, that's the, how Redline got started and how Fusionetics got integrated into it. It's all about injury prevention.
2: I think that's such an important piece of it, too. I mean, I'm I'm sure we've all either personally know or maybe we've experienced this ourselves, just so many high school athletes that have these horrible injuries that really do persist into adulthood. And, you know, they continue to bother them, whether it's a torn ACL or you know, so all these injuries are so prevalent, and it seems like very preventable if you're trained to the appropriate way. And I saw on the website the concept of prehab versus rehab. So it sounds like that's something that is a big focus at Redline.
1: It is a big focus, and it's for the parents of the student athlete. It's it's uh, much cheaper than rehab uh, because what comes. Between the injury and the rehab are doctor visits and potentially surgeries and things like that. So if you can prevent that by proper training, you not only give a financial break to the parents, but you also give the athlete a longer athletic career and a more comfortable one not having to be plagued by injuries. Now, in the process of starting at my training facility, I've hired two young <clears throat> two young folks, a general manager with a degree in exercise science and a, uh, background with, uh, training college athletes. And he had some time in a physical therapy office and my director of sports performance has a kinesiology degree. She's an avid athlete. She does, uh, she participates in triathlons and, and, uh, CrossFit. I think now she's into uh powerlifting and, and she had a, shortened college athletic career because of injuries and so uh, she came again out of uh, physical therapy and they both have a very very strong focus on proper training proper techniques to prevent these injuries and, and that's not just the focus of my staff that's the focus of all the staff around red Line athletics.
2: Yeah. It sounds like a really cool opportunity. Like I said, I think a lot of our listeners who are veterans, they, at least I know a lot of most of the veterans that I know they do have a desire to, um, you know, stay physically active after leaving the military because that's something that's so ingrained in you and something that's part of your everyday life. So I think this kind of goes hand in hand with that passion and especially for those that have kids even more so. Um, So to talk a little bit more about the franchise opportunity, What is it about this opportunity that makes you excited about being a franchisee? I feel like you've covered some of it already because, you know, you've talked about why it, you know, why you like it, but I want to know if there's anything else that you haven't spoken about yet.
1: Yeah. There's one thing that I keep thinking about and this goes back to the year that I got commissioned in the army, 1988. And we had a senior officer that came to visit us. Uh, He was a, colonel. And he looked out at us and said, you guys are the luckiest guys and gals right now because you're being commissioned second lieutenant. And that's the best time you'll ever have in the army. I would trade my eagles for your gold bar any day. And of course, we're looking at each other thinking, yeah, right. But after having spent time with young soldiers at the platoon and company level, uh, he's absolutely right. Being with these young kids and training them is an absolute blast. Now, it can be frustrating, but it's an absolute blast. And he was right, that's the best time I had in 26 years of military service. And this is synonymous with that. You get the opportunity to impact young students' lives, both uh, athletically, academically. You can help improve their character, help overcome adversity. So it's just a great opportunity to, to get back with young adults and, and help groom them to become, uh, really good citizens of, uh, of the country. Cause they're the ones that are going to be in charge when, when we're all old and, and laying around talking about our health problems and, uh, mm-hmm. reminiscing about the good old days. They're the ones that are going to be in charge. So, uh, I, I think, I think it's a great opportunity to, to get back with these young kids and, and, uh, and help groom them.
2: Yeah, definitely. Now you're currently in the process of working with corporate because you're opening your own store. And like we've mentioned before, you've got um, multiple licenses that you're also going to eventually either sell or open yourself. So um, what has been your experience so far?
1: It's really a good experience. I mentioned earlier in the conversation that uh, they basically have a roadmap uh, from the time you Uh, decide that this is something that you want to do until you open your store, your training center, and thereafter. If you need anything from the regional developer, whether it's me or uh, if you choose to to purchase a franchise license in another state, your regional developer is there uh, to help you, to help you find locations, negotiate the architect design process and the construction process and do whatever that they need to do to help you become successful. And uh, reaching back to to Corporate is the same way. If the regional developer doesn't have the answer, then you go back to Redmind Corporate and, and they, they know what the answer is because they've experienced just about everything that's going to come up. So it's been a, a very easy process uh, to work with them. One thing that we do as regional developers, we have a monthly call where we have an exchange of ideas of what's working within the regions and what's not working within the regions. And then there's a, uh, that, that message gets cascaded down to the general managers uh, of the franchise, uh, training centers. So there, there is always help. There's no reason to struggle for getting any questions answered. I don't know how to do this. It's just, it's a, kind of a family atmosphere. You just pick up the phone and call somebody and somebody will have an answer for you.
2: And I think what's so great about having you on this podcast today, Harry, is that, you know, if, some, if a veteran does have kind of that entrepreneurial spirit and they're interested in opening a franchise, they might go and do lots of research on the internet. And like I said, the website for Redline is great. It's very compelling. I would think it would make someone want to open a franchise, but there's always that what if. So, you know, on the website, they might say, this is a great opportunity and here are all the things that are available to franchisees. But you don't really know that until you actually get started. And so it's really nice to hear from someone that's in the process and you have such positive things to say about it because, you know, we know that it's a great opportunity for student athletes, but coming from your perspective, it's also a really great opportunity for franchisees as well.
1: It is. And for anybody that they go to the website and they've got questions. They can call any of the points of contact on the website uh, or they can get a hold of me. One thing that we do as we go through the the process if somebody is interested is set up phone calls, valid that we call them validation phone calls. We'll set up phone calls with other training center owners. So they can ask these questions. You know, how much how much did it cost you to get into your training center? Of course that, that'll be a geographical question. Obviously it's probably more expensive in Northern Virginia than it is in, in Knoxville. But um, you know, how much did it cost? How much how many how long did it take you to get a hundred members? How much what's your monthly revenue? They will answer all those questions for you. They'll answer, you know, how difficult was working with the Red and corporate office. You pretty much ask them anything that you need to know to satisfy your curiosity that this is a great idea. So that's one of, one of the things that we do to help reassure folks that are interested in becoming uh, training center owners.
2: And that's great. It sounds like there's a lot of transparency there. Now, you did say something that... Um about the compensation and investment because i know that's something that anybody listening to is going to want to know you know how much am i going to be on the hook for because of course it sounds like a great opportunity but you know obviously the financials are very important too and so like you mentioned it is going to vary by location is there anything kind of standard that you could maybe share with our listeners today that might at least help provide a little bit of baseline understanding?
1: well the uh the initial franchise fee or the franchise license fee is is uh thirty nine thousand dollars beyond that, um, as far as you know if you're looking at rent on a facility, how much of your architectural fees are going to be, how much is your construction, things like that, that's all going to vary based on your you know where you are geographically in the country, uh, the facility that you're looking at leasing. That's why we give a range uh, between about two hundred and twenty and three hundred and forty thousand dollars uh, to mm-hmm. to open your 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 training center. There is a, a chart that is on the website. If you look up uh, redlineathleticsfranchise.com uh, forward slash the investment, there's a table there, and it will give you uh, some ranges of architectural fees, leasehold improvements. Uh, your interior and exterior signage, equipment costs, and and equipment costs would be your balls, uh, your hammer strength equipment, um, computer fees, and things like that. So there's a window there, and every every training center is going to be a little bit different.
2: But with risk and with investment, um, you know, often you are going to be rewarded for that. So I'm sure, too, the compensation is a lot higher than – you know, some of these other opportunities that you might find when you're first transitioning out of the military or even later in your career, like even using, you, you know, your own experience, Harry, is that you have a day job, but then you're also doing this on the side. So, it's, I mean, it's really fantastic supplemental income as well.
1: It is. I will continue my full-time job until, you know, for the next five, six, seven years. And I will have this as, as supplemental income. You can choose that. You can choose to do this full time. You can be your own general manager, um, or you can do what I did, and that's hire a general manager to run it for you. As far as you know, the risk. I I hesitate to talk about risk because with everything uh, you do, there's risk. But Mm -hmm. you know, the one thing that I mentioned a little bit earlier in the conversation is service members are experts at mitigating risk. They they do it all the time we do it all the time in our in our jobs whether we're you know planning a field training exercise or you know a real a real operation we go through analytical process of identifying risk and mitigating those risks and so that's that's one reason why I think service members would be well suited to this because they can go through their financial plan they can go through their business plan they can identify these risks they can mitigate these risks so that you're more successful quicker than a lot of other folks might be.
2: Mm -hmm. You've mentioned a couple of different attributes that make military candidates a good fit for this type of um, opportunity. So, you know, the leadership, the risk mitigation, are there any other, I guess, characteristics or qualities that for you, someone who's now in the process that you think um, would be, make someone well suited for this? Just
1: kind of what I've mentioned before about in my uh my little history lesson when I got commissioned the love of working with young kids and um uh, improving their lives folks that are on the business side uh, analytical results oriented we in the military typically live uh, a more healthier lifestyle we like to stay fit and you know if you become a training center owner You don't have to pay your gym membership anymore because you'll have everything right there. So you're saving money. You're saving money Mm -hmm. right there. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, definitely. uh, um,
1: You know, we we in the military, we'd like to have a support structure around us. But in a lot of cases, we work uh, autonomously. And that's, that's exactly what this is. You, you know, there's no mistake about it. You own the training center, you're responsible for the training center. So you're working somewhat autonomously, but you still do have that support structure around you to reach out if you're experiencing difficulties or if you just have questions. So I, you know, success driven results oriented, um, love of training young folks. Uh, and that's, you know, that's service members.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Harry, I think you shared a lot of really great information here that will hopefully help some of our listeners who are interested in an opportunity like this. But, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times if you know, someone is checking out the website or if they're listening to this podcast and they're interested in opening a franchise, they might be thinking now, OK, what are some next steps to get started? And I know that you mentioned they could contact you. And of course, um, we will include your contact information that you give us here in our notes. and. Um, any kind of promotion that we do about this we'll make sure to include it so that our candidates can get a hold of you but um talk us through a couple of the different options because i know you have your licenses um that you have already purchased but you also want to help people who are interested in this that maybe don't want a license in one of your locations but others nationwide you want to help facilitate that as well so if you could talk through both of those options and kind of you know how they can get started that would be great
1: Sure. So if you're in the middle and East Tennessee region and that's where you want to live, uh, you can contact me and I can talk to you about a license for a training center. If you're outside that region, you can either call me and I can refer you to the, the appropriate region or the corporate office if there's no regional developer, or you could contact them directly and there are uh if you go to the website, there's a simple little form you fill out. This is my name, this is my phone number, give me a call because I'm interested and somebody will contact you uh within probably one to two business days. So it's it's super simple um to to get more information about this. Awesome. Well,
2: I've said multiple times on this, I think this sounds like an exciting opportunity. I am really excited to see what comes of this and you know, if we have any veterans that are listening that are excited about this opportunity as well and kind of just see where that takes them. But Harry, is there anything else that you want to share about redline athletics or the franchise opportunity before we close this out?
1: Other than I just think this is a great opportunity for Someone who wants a new challenge and is leaving the military or you know, potentially is in the National Guard or the Reserve, and maybe they don't want to go to work for Corporate America, and they want to be their own business owner. Um, or, uh, like I'm doing, I am in Corporate America, and I still want to have something uh, on the side that I can participate in. And, and uh, um, so it's I think it's a great opportunity the way you go.
2: Awesome. Well, I agree. And Harry, hopefully some of our listeners agree as well. And, um, you know, hopefully they contact you to learn more. But thank you so much for joining. I think you shared a lot of really great information here and hopefully it's been helpful.
1: Well, thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to share this opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.